Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks, and for once, I'm not joined by Justin Peach. That's because this episode of the Second Tier, as you probably guessed by the title of the episode, is a preview of the playoffs featuring the fans of the four teams involved. So, in the red and white corner, representing Brentford, is Billy Grant from the Brentford podcast, Be Sotted. Billy, hello. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Uh, in the red and white corner is Carlo van der Roostering. Carlo, hello. Hiya, how are you doing, Ryan? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. In the red and black corner is Steve Jenkins from the Bournemouth fanzine, The South End. Steve, you all right? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, guys. And finally, in the white corner, representing Swansea, is Tom Morgan from Total Swans TV. Tom, hello. Hello, Ryan. How are you, mate? I'm all right, thank you. I love how you all said, how are you, even though I yeah, had to tell the first go. But I appreciate the thought, thank you. Uh, you are listening to the biggest championship-specific podcast, the second tier. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. On this episode, we're going to get the thoughts of the fans of the four teams involved. We'll talk about why they think their side will win the playoffs, maybe what they think could let them down, who will be the key players for their respective teams, and who's going to win the bloody thing. Before we start, gents, thought you might be interested in a few stats. Form doesn't really matter in the playoffs. Over the past 10 seasons, the form team based off the previous six games has been promoted just three times. That's bad news for Billy because Brentford are the form team heading into this campaign. The team with the worst form heading into the playoffs has been promoted twice, so nearly as many times as the form team. You probably won't be surprised to hear in that time the team who's finished third has been promoted on the most occasions four times in the last 10 years. The team who's finished sixth has been promoted just once. It doesn't really matter if you score loads of goals or have a really sturdy defence. The team of the best attack has gone up four times, while the team of the best defence has been promoted three times. Essentially, the playoffs is a lottery. We all know it is, but what a lottery it is. Your whole season coming down to three massive nail-biting games. We'll start off with the big question. Carlo, how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Um, well, probably not, because let's face it, um, as soon as we knew we were mathematically safe, that's all we ever wanted, wasn't it? We wanted to compete in this division and not just survive. So you could put a big tick against that. Whatever we get from here on in is a pure bonus. And I think that is, you know, you look at your form table, you look at anything else, but actually having no pressure going into the playoffs is worth something, isn't it? So I think most of the Basley fans I spoke to today on various forums, we're just happy that, you know, we can, we can compete in here and... Um, I think it, it gives a, a ray of light to maybe some unfashionable championship clubs um, that, you know, if, if everything is right behind the scenes and on the pitch, playoffs, anybody can get there. Yeah, absolutely. Billy, for you, I guess it's kind of deja vu. Of course, Tom was also in the playoffs last season, but you came so close. Are you worried about potentially having your heart broken again this time around? Oh God, I'll tell you something. It's it's one of those really weird ones. Like I said, I've, I've been to, you probably heard this before, I've been to every single one of our nine playoff final losses as it was. And I include last year's, even though we were watching it on the TV, but you know, we were like five minutes in the pub around the corner from Brentford. So that counts as far as I'm concerned. So I've actually seen every single one of our nine losses. So if you're talking about pain, right, I, I do understand the pain, but I have to admit this season, because we were behind and then we had that brilliant run and everybody sort of said, yeah, even, even you, Ryan, everyone was going, that's it. It's all over. Brentford are there. So we felt, OK, 
automatic promotion was really in in our stride then we had that really terrible run where we couldn't you know we, we couldn't win too many matches we weren't losing that many we couldn't win that too many matches so it was really weird because we got to the back end of the season and everyone was still going Brentford could still do it Brentford could still do it but we just wanted to be put out of our misery so when Watford went up I actually felt relief and all the Brentford fans that I know felt relief I thought finally we can actually prepare for the playoffs. So the last of three of three weeks or so, we've actually been preparing for the playoffs. We've been relaxed. And I think it's almost like the calm before the storm. So Saturday, again, there's loads of singing in the pub. We had a right laugh. But then we realised next Monday, the reality is going to bite again. And we're going to come back to that. And it's going to be the nerves hit. But at the moment, I'm not nervous. But I know when we get in front of the TV on Monday and when we get to the stadium the following Saturday, I'm going to be tingling. Good to hear. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Because this um, playoff campaign, we know we've known who the playoff teams have been for quite a while. We've had you know two or three weeks, haven't we? Where the playoffs has been set in stone. It's just about who's going to play who, and we now know that's going to be the case. But let's go around the table, then, chaps. We'll start with the positive. Steve, why do you think Bournemouth will win the playoffs? Assuming you do, oh, of course I do. You've got to believe, haven't you? Um, well. I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? We've definitely got the players to do it. Well, I think we've shown this this season, while we have a really good squad, they've um, not always stepped up to the plate throughout the season. They've been OK. And then we've had moments. I mean, you know, we did that just recently, did that seven games in a row. So, you know, if we can pick up that form starting <laughs> with the next game, then I think we've got a really, really good chance of winning it. And I think, you know, and if, you know, if we, if we take that form into, we've got a good chance, I think, very good chance. Yeah, Tom, I've got Swansea down as the outsiders heading into this because having only won three of your last 10, the form hasn't been too good. But do you fancy the Swans to spring a surprise? And if so, what has to change? Um, I think we've got, a, you know, we've got a very good chance, as much good chance as anybody else in the playoffs. As you say, form does go out the window, um, considering our form has been quite woeful as of late. As I say, uh, three wins in 10. One win in five. Um, we've not been really prolific. We've scored six, but conceded eight. Um, and I just think I think we stand a really good, really good opportunity uh, this time round in the playoffs. Um, I, I, like I say, it is a lottery, um, and an awful lot of teams I think would, would be gunning for this sort of position come the end of the season. Um, for us, look, looking at the playoffs, our form hasn't been fantastic uh, heading into the you know the final end of the season. Um, but I I really do think you know we've got a really good chance uh, playing Barnsley in in the you know the semi finals and the, the two games at doing that. Um, I'm not sure whether the fans can attend for the for the second leg um, back at the Liberty Stadium yet, but hopefully we can to give those players a bit more of a boost going into uh, that that final game. Yeah, Carlo, as you quite rightly said, Barnsley have surprised everyone this season. Can they pull off the biggest shock of all and go all the way to the Premier League? Um, I think it, it's been a season of where sort of like ever since the, the appointment of Fillion as well, late October, the star sort of aligning to me. Um, we've got a, a manager that is used to working with a young group of players in the style that Barnsley are playing. The style that we play suits... The, the players that we've got, I think it's the youngest squad in the EFL, um, the ability to change the front three, especially with the style of play that we've got, I think can can cause, you know, can cause problems. We saw that yesterday against against Norwich. Um, and, and having no pressure. Um, I think, you know, the other three gentlemen on this panel 
I think the aim at the beginning of this campaign would have always been at least playoffs, but ideally, you know, automatic promotion or promotion through the playoffs. Fourth from bottom, we we would have taken. <laughs> Fourth from bottom would have been ideally with a week spare rather than the last ninety seconds at Brentford. But so I think having not having that pressure, the the, the press conference of Larry Ismail, very talks about you know we now look ahead at the next match, and I think not having that pressure. Um, uh, and you can call it, I suppose, a, a unique style. And I know it's not always pretty, but you know, it suits our players. And um, whilst I'm, I know form can go out the window, but you know we've played we've played Swansea twice and lost two nil twice. Uh, I'm pretty sure Valerian do you know whatever he can. But um, yeah, I think being underdog is a label that that will definitely suit us. It suited you all season, hasn't it? And look where you are now. Yeah, uh, the, the only thing, um, which I know Tom just <clears> referred <throat> to it, but I don't know if that's true. Billy, you might know, but apparently if there are no fans allowed at Swansea, then Barnsley can't ever have any fans either for the home leg. Apparently they're looking at how fair it is. So we can't have, because they were talking about four and a half, five thousand fans at Oakwell Monday night. But if it's ruled that there can't be any fans at the Liberty Stadium, there won't be any fans at Barnsley because they're saying it's not fair. Now, that's a whole other debate for another time, perhaps, but just for Tom. So that does sort of even it out a bit. Personally, I think that will suit Barnsley because we've done all right all season without the fans. So <laughs> let's, let's just keep them out for now. <laughs> it's a good tactic. Uh, Billy, Brentford obviously came so close last time. Uh, came so close this season as well. Would have gone up automatically had it not been for Watford's superb form in the final three months of the season. Why do you think your boys will get it right this time around? It's it's one of those ones. And again, I said to you that you know I'm pretty I'm pretty chilled at the moment now and and uh, pretty philosophical. I look back to last season and the, the fact is actually we were really good. We were a really, really good team last season, you know, with the Watkins and the Binrama, you know, the way we were playing our football it was beautiful. You know, we went on that fantastic run. We didn't go up automatically only because we started really badly like we did this season. I mean, people seem to forget that we were, <clears throat> if I remember rightly, I think we were 18th in, uh, in October and November. You know, we had a terrible run that we started off, but then we won another brilliant run that brought us into the play. So if we had just had a half-decent run, we would have been right in there both seasons, you know. So I look back to that last, like I said, last season, and, you know, we we fought it, as <laughs> Carlos told us, you know, when we played Barnsley and Stoke, you know, because what we were doing is that we were playing this great football, we were smashing the ball in the back of the net, and everyone says that we, you know, we bottled it. But the fact is that it's... You know, something had to happen at some stage and Stoke had their shoulders down. They were just, you know, um, you know, they, they were just free themselves from, from getting relegation. They had nothing to play for. They went out there, played a really good game against us. Barnsley, again, they came down playing for their lives, played a brilliant game against us. And uh, and we, we didn't do it. OK, we beat Swansea. But when we came to Fulham again, you know, Parker, fair play to him. He, he flipped the script a little bit. We froze a little bit and we didn't do the business. Now, the one thing is after that, I remember I was, I was pretty gutted. And uh, somebody who's very senior in, in the coaching team, I chatted to him and I said, you know, that's really gutting that was. And he said, he was really serious. He said, don't worry, next season, we'll learn from that. Trust me. Because we don't, you know, you don't learn from beating teams five or six nil every week. But he goes, but you learn from that. Our players are young and they're going to go, they're going to come back from that match and they're going to learn from it next season. We'll be better for it. And at the time you're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just saying that. But I've looked at it now and you look at our team. We've got a great team. We don't play you know, the style of football they were playing quite last season. But, you know, we've got the results. We've got 87 points. It's four points more than promoted West Brom last season, like, you know, and we're still not promoted. Um, and 
there's just something about it at the moment now where I, I just look at it and I looked at Thomas Frank's press conference, I think it was yesterday, and it was those eyes. Did you see his eyes? He just sort of was looking at the guy in the press conference was like that, you know, and he was just going, do you think you're going to do it, Thomas? And you could see that, you know, I mean, we've, we spoke, we've taken Thomas down the pub for three hours and we've spoken to him on our podcast about stuff. He's just a brilliant bloke who likes to talk football. And I know that he's obviously analysed that playoffs and that season from last season all the way through to now. And he's not going to let that go. So I think the the combination of the experience, the combination of of, of of Thomas's experience, the players' experience, and also what we've done today, Ivan Tony scoring his goals, defensively going into the right way, and Thomas Frank's eyes. I think um, I think we've got a really good chance of doing it, but I'm not resting on my laurels. Bournemouth are a really good side. Um, Barnsley frightened the hell out of me, but I'm, I am quietly chilled and I'd say... I wouldn't say confident, but I just say I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad Thomas Frank's eyes have inspired you. That promotion is on the cards <laughs> this season. Well, let's move on to the negatives, chaps. I'm going to need you to all be very honest here. What do you think will be the main reason your team won't win the playoffs? Steve, we'll start off with you again. I, I think from my perspective, I look at it and I'd have question marks around the form and also Jonathan Woodgate's inexperience. Would you agree? Uh, the form thing's an odd one, you know, because we just go in one week are great, one week we're not, one week we're rubbish again. You know, the form I just think will be irrelevant when we get to the game. Um, but you know, and I know what our weak points are, and I'm pretty sure that any decent manager, which all the other three are, are gonna have worked out how they can beat us. Yeah, and so what you gotta do is, you know, one of our weak points is crosses in the box and that's where everyone scores from generally against us, especially earlier in the season. So, you know, we've got to be really good defensively. But you know, Brentford are a team that don't just do that. They play football at really nice football as well. So we've got to be quite aware of pretty much everything. And I think our defending will be key on the day. I think, you know, if we're not on it and we're gonna get punished for it, I think that'll definitely be our Achilles heel. Yeah, especially against a Brentford side who are just so yeah. good going forward, of course. Tom, I'm guessing form is the main reason for concern. Is there anything else? Um, probably our lack of goal scoring. Um, I look at the league table today and the goals scored. We've got the fewest in the top nine. Only QPR in the top 10 have scored less than us. Um, defensively, you know, for how long we had the best defence in the league uh, was definitely one of our strongest points. Um, and then we went on such a bad run where we just conceded so many goals in a, in a, in a handful of games. Um, and it's put us to, what, right, third best defence in the league is still a, a good shout. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that with the experience we had from last season's uh, playoffs, you know, we've still got the same manager in. We've got fresh faces that have come in a bit. You know, we've, we've got rid of Joe Roden from last year, but we brought in a couple of experienced players. Um, and I'm it's it's such a hard hard call because i don't know as i say d defensively we we are quite strong um and going forward we can do damage on the day but our performances just we haven't had consistent performances for a, like long enough period of time this season we haven't really you know played to the, to the same sort of level for three or four games in a row maybe two and then we've lost the third game so i think a lot of concerns from Swansea's uh, fans this season has been our performances. We've been able to get results. You saw we had three last-minute penalties which picked up nine points in a row. So, you know, as I say, three points every game in a row. Um, and I don't know. I think 
we're probably the least you know um, favorite team going into it as far as neutral fans perspective um probably due to our performances and the way that we have picked up points uh, throughout the season um but i don't know i'm, I'm fearful i don't i think we'll be okay in this in the semis i really do i'm confident for the semis um and going into the final to play brentford or or, or um bournemouth you know we we've We've lost to Bournemouth and drawn. We've drawn twice to Brentford this season. The only team we've done we, we've done a double over is Barnsley. So I'm I have to say I'm confident going into the semi-finals. As for the final, if we do get there, um, I don't know. The nerves will definitely kick in on that day, just because we know how good uh, Bournemouth have been this season. We know how prolific Brentford have been this season as well. Um, and what Billy was saying, you know, they've got they had a very strong team last year. I I think their side is actually stronger this season, um, and I'm just glad that we didn't end up drawing those guys in the semi-finals because over two legs, I think that they probably would have done us again. Um, but I am like every single Swansea City fan hoping that Bournemouth can shut those eyes of Thomas Frank. Um, as Billy said, there's a little bit of of back and forth between Swansea and Brentford um, throughout the season. Um, yeah, it's just I'm just really excited more than anything. I don't really want to, you know, um, linger on any concerns and things, but just probably goal scoring. I think defensively we'll be okay, but just the top end of the pitch. I was screaming at the the telly yesterday. So many opportunities to take shots on goal, and we're looking for that extra pass. You make that extra pass, the defenders get back into position, and you you know you lose the ball or you put a ball into the box, and it's it's easily defended. So going forward is probably our our biggest concern interesting carlo i'm gonna guess well actually it's interesting to ask what you think the main concern for barnsley is because for me it's their record against the top six they've only managed to win three from 10 games is that a concern for you and is there anything else um it's not i think because of the playoffs and there's probably a bit more pressure on the other teams i think form no um I've, I've spoken to some people today and it's funny that, uh, when I ask, you know, what, give it some reasons why, or what worries you, you know, why, why, give me a reason why we might not make it to the final. Uh, Andre Ayu and Conor Horahan were the answers. Um, Conor Horahan, we know very, very well. Um, I'd like to say made his name at Barnsley, you know, Plymouth captain, nobody knew him, did really well. Uh, Wembley twice, you know, we won the JPT, we won promotion, um, went to Villa and up now at Swansea. Uh, Ayu, I think he is, so experienced and he's just a game changer um from what i've seen and i think if 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 we don't get a, a handle on that ba barnsley's game because we won't change our gameplay we we just don't do it so we you know we played at really really high line um if you get anybody that can and pass the ball about and and really put our defense under pressure i think that will be the downfall on the positive side i can't remember ryan uh, billy you you've got stats I don't think, at many occasions, have we lost two matches in a row under Valerian Ismail. Whenever we've lost one, we've either drawn or won the game after. So, it's it's a lottery. Um, I'll be honest. Um, a while back, I was asked by another podcast, and I had nightmares about uh, a Brentford Barnsley final where they scored in the ninety-sixth minute, like we did last last year. Um, so, for me, the worries are more what the opposition can bring, and I think um, for Swansea. I don't know their thoughts on on Conor but definitely Ayo is just a just a class player. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, Billy, if there was a reason Brentford weren't going to win the playoffs, what would you say it is? 
So, I, I mean, listen, I'm not making excuses now, but injuries, you know, and I know a lot of people say, well, you know, you've had injuries all the time. Listen, we've got Rico Henry, who was injured. We've also got um, De Silva, who was injured as well. And those are really, really key players for us and the way that we play. So all of a sudden you take them out of the picture and we can't do the, you know, the, the, the fast wing back thing that we were doing. All of a sudden we put a, a rookie centre back in at left back and we were just we just lost our attack play that we had. We just lost the style that we played. And also, you know, Josh Silva, he could just change games. And again, you know, if the players who are standing in for him um, are not stepping up to the plate, you know, in games, which we which we did find at times, we weren't able to make those changes. Like, you know, last season we had Ben Rama. And even if we had players who teams that came down and just blocked it out and stopped us from playing, Ben Rama would just do wonderful. And all of a sudden he'd see us out. So those two players being injured has been a problem for us. And that's part of the reason why we went into that sort of kind of real slump. And any Bees fan was saying at the time, they're going, listen, we can't see ourselves even winning the playoffs. So we don't even want to go into the playoffs. But the other thing is if we freeze. We saw last season, we froze. We froze when we played Fulham. You know, we froze when we played, you know, probably Barnsley. We just weren't Brentford because I think we were overthinking it too much. And I think that maybe last season, if we just went and did what we were going to do, kind of like probably what Barnsley do. Barnsley just turn up. They're happy to be there. They turn up. And this is no disrespect to them. I've got a load of respect for them. But they turn up. They're having a laugh, kind of like Brentford when we got to the playoffs in 2014, was it? 2014-15 with, with Mark Warburton. We just turned up, we're, you know, good for a laugh. Just go for it because no one's expecting anything. But, you know, because we've got a little bit of pressure on us, people are expecting things from the bees now. So we overthought it last season. So I think let's not overthink it. Let's just do what Brentford do and go out and do it. So if we don't freeze, I think that's a key thing. But the final thing, which is really, really important, Jensen, who plays in the midfield for us, he's a, he's a really, really good player. But he's kind of like, you know, Jensen is there one minute. He has great games. And then sometimes he can be anonymous. So it depends on if you've got good Jensen or bad Jensen you know, as to whether or not Brentford are going to do and what we're going to perform in that game. And if we got good Jensen, um, I'm going to be a very, very happy person because if we got good Jensen, I think that we're going to have a good run and a good pop of these players. And I'm not resting on any laurels, not anymore, because I know that, listen, there's some good teams out there, but I think that we've got enough out there if they all play their game to do the business. So please, let's get good Jensen in these playoffs. Let's just hope Thomas Frank's eyes don't change before the playoffs in a couple of weeks, because if they do, then everything's lost, isn't it? Right, chaps, let's have a quick break. After that, we'll talk about the key men for each of the sides and also who's going to win. I tell you what, there's nothing I love more than a classic football shirt. I've got loads of them. A Juventus shirt, Marseille shirt, even an Antalya Sport shirt. One of the reasons I've got so many is because I can get them for a great price from ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. They've got shirts for teams from all over the globe, and that, of course, includes championship clubs. So if you wanted a Classic Wednesday shirt, Reading shirt or Barnsley shirt, whoever you support, they'll have something for your club. It's not just shirts either. They've also got tracksuits, baseball caps, socks, so much stuff. Have a look for yourself. Go to ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk right now. Welcome back to the Second Tier Podcast. This is our playoff preview with the fans of each of the teams involved. And it's now time to talk about the key men. Who will be the most important player for each team? And Billy, the headliner for Brentford is obviously Ivan Tony. I think everyone knows that by this point. I'm, I'm going to guess he's the one who you would have gone for as the most important player. But if you had to pick the second most important player, who would it be? 
Yeah, Ivan Tony does what Ivan Tony does, as we said, because when he played Bristol City yesterday, we all didn't want him to play. We just said, no, what are you playing him for? Because, I mean, I bet you any of you lot wouldn't have played your top player like that. You're coming in into the playoffs in a dead rubber game. But, you know, we looked on the stream sheet and Ivan Tony does what Ivan Tony does. And he played and he, he looks like he's going to get a bit of a kick in, looks like he's going to get injured. We were like, wincing, we're at the pub going, no, don't do that. But um, he got the goal in the end. And in the pub, it's quite funny, actually. In the end, everyone's going, sub, 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 sub. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they subbed him, it's like, yay, it's big cheers. It's more cheers than the goal, actually. So Ivan Tony is he's fit because, like I said, injuries really make me nervous. So he's fit for the playoffs, which is all good. And other than that, like I said, I was having a little think about this. And this is um, it's actually quite a difficult one because, obviously, we talked about, you know, Joshua Silva and... Rico Henry, very important for Brentford. And the fact that they're not there is, uh, is, is is actually a big thing for us. So you're thinking, OK, who's standing in for them? And the fact is that, you know, these players are standing in for them and uh, and they're doing all right at the moment now. So it's almost like we're handling that situation. So for me, and then and then the defence, you know, we're flipping around where we've got different players playing in defence. Uh, Pontus is in, Pontus is out, but we seem to have steadied the ship in the defence as well. So I'm quite happy with what we've got in the defence. So what I will say is the person who we missed at the beginning of the season, who when he went out and we dropped down to 18th place and then he didn't come back till, what's it, but like March or something like that is Christian Norgard. Okay, when he's come back, he is the Don. And we thought we were going to build a, a, a well, our squad around in this season. We're going to build everything around that player because he's brilliant. Um, like I said, we got him from Denmark. You know, he played in Italy, didn't quite work out there. But, you know, we did our scouting thing as we do. We brought him over. He used to play for Thomas Frank. Thomas said, listen, we know exactly what we want to do with you. We're going to play you in defensive midfield. But he used to be an attacking midfielder. So he knows how to pass the ball. He knows how to do a pass. He goes forward and he attacks as well, but he's just brilliant. And now we've moved him into the middle of the three in the back. You know, we've, we've changed our formation. He is just like, you know, we've got a sort of a much more mobile kind of back three, you know, a, a unit at the back there as well with him in the middle. And he's so intelligent. So for me, Christian Norgard is a fantastic player and he goes under the radar a bit because people don't really know that much about him. But he's yeah. a proper, proper key player. Love him. Absolutely. I love him as well. He's a fantastic player, his old Norgard. Um, Carlo, Barnsley's success this season has been down to the team, hasn't it? It's a real hard-working unit that Barnsley have. But who would be the player, the one player, who has to be on form for Barnsley to go up? Lots and lots have been said uh, lately about uh, our forward line. Um, Daryl DK, you know, nine goals in 20 matches came over. We've talked a lot, well, people have talked a lot about Callum Britton, Callum Styles. I think the one player that hardly get, hardly get mentioned, but for me is crucial, is uh, Mowat's partner in midfield, Romel Palmer. Uh, Romel's been with the club three, four years. He came from the Manchester City Academy uh, when they dropped him. And 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 he's partnered uh, Mowat throughout the season. Uh, Mowat didn't play yesterday. He will be okay for the playoffs. Um, and... Our style of football is all about getting the ball in the opponent's half. And it's those midfielders that will tackle and make sure that ball don't leave their half to go into our half. So um, really weird because people will tell you about Helic and Anderson and, and DK and, and Morris. A bit like Billy says, they do what they do. I think the battle for us will be won or lost in midfield. So Romel Palmer, not only do I want to mention him because he hardly gets it imagined. Um, you know, when we let players go last season, people saying, oh, who we're going to buy. They brought him in. I think... Um, especially last three, four matches, he's really, really, really stepped up. So for me, against Swansea, it's going to be about the midfield. So Mowat and uh, Romel Palmer, probably be those, um, have, have got a job on. 
Um, but yeah, don't, don't spotlight on them for me. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say your star man is Andre Ayew. Yeah, you well, I think that's as clear and obvious as it comes. Um, we didn't think we'd keep hold of him again this season. Thankfully, he committed to us, um, and he's he's a game changer. Um, as Carlo was saying, his experience, the quality that the, the guy does possess, um, yeah, he can turn a game completely. Um, I think you know we do have we do have some dangerous players in the squad. We're not, as I say, said earlier on, prolific, but Jamal Lowe, uh, if he can get you know a couple of shots on goal, he needs to start using his uh, his right foot a bit more. Um, sorry, his left foot a bit more because everything he does just is always off his right foot. Um, and if he seem if he can't seem to get a shot away with his right, then he'll just pass it. He won't try and cut off cut off onto his left hand side. Um, but throughout the season, probably other than Andre Ayew, our main threat in attack have been our wing backs, um, and they've been absolutely superb. We played three at the back for majority of the season. Uh, whatever the, the formation, Cooper will decide for the playoffs. Um, but. Um, with Ryan Manning and Bidwell swapping and interchanging on that left-hand side, um, it's we are dangerous, and we all know what what Connor Roberts has been like this season. For me, he's been the best right back in the league. Uh, I'm not just saying that from a Swansea perspective. I, you know, looking at the stats of other players, looking at other games, Connor Roberts. If we don't go up, he'll be the first person out the door this season, uh, at the end of the season, in my opinion. Uh, and rightfully so. I said the same for Joe Roden, somebody like that who's come through the academy, a local boy, does deserve a big, big move. Um, but hopefully he can, he can get back to the Premier League with the Swans. Um, and he's just so dangerous down that, down that right-hand side, whether it's you know bursting down the right, putting a cross in, taking a man on, playing a shorter ball on the edge of the box, or even his long throws. Um, he's just he's just got so much, and the engine on him he just doesn't stop. Um, it's like he gets refueled throughout the game, but the guy just he just does not stop. So, but I think uh, as well as what Carlo said, um, the game for us as, as well I think will be won or lost in midfield. Um, we've got some really good players in the middle: Mac Grimes, Connor Hurahan, and Jay Fulton. Probably one of the most underrated players, not from a Swans perspective, but from an outsider's view. Jay Fulton, again, the engine on him, he doesn't stop. His attacking, his attacking threat gets the ball moving through the midfield. His defensive duties are, are kind of unmatched from anybody else in our squad, um, especially when a team is on the counter-attack. Fulton's more, more or less the person making uh, the tackles to stop that attack. So we do have some, some very good players, but as you say, Andre Ayew is the star man, and he probably will be the difference um, in, in the, the semi-finals, and hopefully he can be in the final as well. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, for you, Steve, Bournemouth, we all know, absolutely littered with talented players, unbelievably talented players. But which one will be the most important? Well, you would think so. It'd probably be Dan Juma would be the key player for uh, going forward because, you know, he's been, been on good, good form in the last few games. And he's really, really important to get into the game because he will create chances and, you know, and it will create other chances for other people. And if you give him an opportunity, he will score. So, I mean, going forward, he's really important. And I think, you know, and he links up well with uh, like Philip Billin, who comes from midfield. So if we get those two or him to Solanke all working together, you know, I think we could, you know, put more than one goal. But we, but those three have got to be working together. And and Dan Juma has got 
got to be getting the right balls because you know he needs to get a certain ball which gets him forward and then that gets him into into the box where people don't want to touch him and he can shoot from anywhere and score from anywhere so that's a real key for going forward and i would probably say we won't go with jack wiltshire we would definitely be going with ben pearson who's been an absolute revelation this season i think the best buy we put money on in a very, very long time. So if we can win that battle, well, then you've, deal, then you've got to deal with Ivan Tony, which we have done quite well this season. So you've just got to like the two centre-backs are going to probably be okay, but it'll be if the left-back and the right-back have got to be on their game well. And if they're not, that's where we're going to struggle as well. Absolutely. Right. The big question, chaps. Who's going to win? I'm going to guess everyone here thinks their own team is going to win. Can I just get a nod of... Not of heads, if that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course you all think your own team's going to win. But here's the question then. Who do you fear the most out of the three other teams in the playoffs? Steve, we'll go to you first. Right. I think um, Brentford. Not by not because I don't think we're, they're the best. Well, maybe they're the informed team currently. But I think it's the, the hard part because you've got two legs. And the hardest part, well, it's obviously not the hardest part, is it? But like, if, you, if we can get past Brentford, then I think we've got a really good chance of winning. So I would have said whoever we played in the semi-final would have probably been the hardest team out of the, you know, the, the opposition. And But once you pass that and you're into a final, it's, it's only one game in it and 90 minutes, basically. So then, it, you know, you never know what can happen. So the hardest part with us will be playing Brentford and we haven't beaten them this season either. So... We're going to have to find a way to beat them, you know, maybe third time lucky. Who knows? Carlo, yeah. same for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, we, we, you know, we said it earlier, didn't we? we were very mixed results against uh, any of the top teams. Um, I could make excuses about previous managers, but bigger than that. It was the previous manager's fault. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think actually, um, and I've said it before, um, I think just a pure, I'm not saying the other teams haven't got quality. They have. Um I always think Brentford is a little like a Barnsley Mark IV, whereas we are Mark II because they're using the same system, same sound system. They've just got that little bit more money, that little bit more class and, and, and talented players. For me, it was Swansea and always has been. Um, I think, listen, all these teams have got good players. For me, um, Swansea in, in more than just one position have got game changers and, and that's what dangerous, especially against a young side like Barnsley. So if Swansea make it past Barnsley, then we're behind them to, you know, to, to, to win the lot. Interesting. Tom, who is the team you fear the most? It's a tough one. Um, I mean, the semi-final, no offence, Carlo and Barnsley fans, please don't come after me. Um, it's the most favourable sort of fixture we could have asked for over two legs, for sure. Um, as you say, Carlo, beating, beating you guys 2-0 twice this season. It's probably one of the only teams you've done the double over this season. I, ha I, I could be wrong, but, you know, we probably likely is probably the only team we have done it over. Um, and you you haven't scored the most goals uh, like all the other teams in the playoffs. Um, for me, that whoever we get in that final, if we get to it, it's going to be one hell of a challenge. Um, Bournemouth with their squad. Brentford, we know what happened last season. We haven't been able to beat them this season. Two draws. Um, so we'd like, you know, we'd love to rectify that and on the biggest stage possible, uh, the most lucrative game in football, we would love, I think, to beat Brentford. So not fearful, but up for the fight against Brentford, I think. Interesting. Billy, who is the team that you fear the most? You are, of course, the favourites heading into this, but who is, who are you looking at at the corner of your eye? 
Yes, yeah, I'll tell you something, it's a little bit different because, you know, when you've got this favourites thing, I think that people look at the favourites, they think, yep, yeah, right, they're going to do it. Like last season, you know, everyone was crowing over us. Like, you know, we went into the semi-final, went into the final, and everyone was talking about Brentford because of the style of football that we were playing. And when it didn't happen, it's almost like there's this mass disappointment amongst the media and amongst all these other people. Of course, the Brentford fans are very disappointed as well, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so... Last season, you know, you had that with this season, it seems to be a little bit different because, yes, we are the favourites, but it's almost like you're the favourites because you finished third and you've had a sort of quite a good run at the back end of it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, no Brentford fan. Everyone was actually praying that Bournemouth would lose their last few games and, and not get into the or the last few games, you know, towards the back end. They wouldn't actually get into the bottom six because we were sort of saying we don't. We don't want to play Bournemouth because the fact is that there's no two ways about it. They've got some great players on their side. You know, they pay them some big money. There's some big wages going around there. They've got, you know, there's Premier League money swilling around in that club. So we're, you know, we're fighting against Premier League money again, you know, as you do to try and actually get up to the Premier League. So that that is tough. You can't, you know, and I'm not making excuses. That's just the way that it is. But then I have to admit that, you know, last couple of weeks, They've their form hasn't been great, so you can see they're a sort of kind of up and down form. And also with us, we play better against sides that play good football as well. And Bournemouth play good football, so for us, I'm thinking actually I'm probably a little bit nervous. I'm not counting the chickens, but I'm just probably a little bit less nervous about uh, Bournemouth than I was a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I'm flipping my focus on Barnsley because Barnsley are the team, like I said to you, who I they scare the bejesus out of me, as they say. I just sort of, yeah, I look at that sort of kind of, again, my eyes, you know, if we got the two, if we got three points against Barnsley, which we could have done, we could have, you know, we would have really pushed Watford to the edge. Last season, when we played Barnsley, you know, we played Stoke and Barnsley last two games of the season. And that Barnsley game, like I said to you, I think we only needed to get, is it a point? Uh, yeah, I think we needed a draw. So we lost two points, you know, and it was a last minute goal as well. That's the thing. But they got us on that high press. And what happens last season is that these teams came out to us and they did something that we weren't expecting. Or if we were expecting it, we just didn't deal with it. Barnsley came to us and we just didn't know really how to deal with it. You know, the blood, the fire, the thunder, everything like that. And I think we, 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 we're cleverer this season now that we'll be able to, because we've looked at everything and Thomas Frank is thinking, listen, we've learned from that, so we will do. But however, Barnsley are so unpredictable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fair play to them. They're doing these little things, which is just, you know, which is left field and just pulling it out. And we're going to have to be thinking on our toes if we ever, you know, meet Barnsley. And I'm thinking that, you know, if if we do beat, and I really hope we do beat Bournemouth because I can't, if, this could be tears for the whole of the whole of the summer. Like you know what I'm saying, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say, listen, whatever you say about you know it can't you can't keep on losing playoffs. I'll tell you that you can. Like you know what I'm saying. So, so that'll be me. But if we do manage to get through Bournemouth and we play Barnsley, I'm gonna be equally as scared when we go to Wembley playing against Barnsley because they're a team that can just you just have got no idea what they're going to come up with. Like, you know, the magician's hat, they're just pulling things out of it, you know, rabbits and foxes and all sorts of stuff like, you know. <laughs> That's interesting then. So we've got two votes for Brentford, one vote for Swansea, one vote for Barnsley. No one fancies Bournemouth, Steve. Yeah, well, good luck to them all. <laughs> I might be the one smiling in a couple of weeks' time as we're back to yeah. the Premier League for the first time. We'll have to wait and see, won't we, chaps? Thank you for coming on today to give us all your thoughts from a fan's perspective about how your team's going to do in the playoffs. It's been a pleasure to have you all on. Billy Grant from the Brentford podcast, B Sotter, thank you for your time. 
Thank you for having us on. Good luck, guys. Uh, except for when you play us, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo van der Watering from the Barnsley Podcast Reg Report. Thank you for your time. Uh, thanks, Ryan. And best of luck to Steve, Billy, Tom. May the best man win. And whoever that is, we'll see you at Wembley. There we go. Steve Jenkins from the Bournemouth Fanzine in the South End. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you very much. And like you say, good luck to everyone, apart from Brentford when we play you and whoever we play in the final. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Tom Morgan from Total Swans TV. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Ryan. Guys, pleasure talking to you all again. And I hope we beat whoever we played. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to the Premier League. <laughs> Love that. Love that so much. We'll be back again on Thursday for our completely neutral expert panel as we try and nail down who is going to win the playoffs. We look forward to seeing you then. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. Thank you for listening.